Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 9 of Seeking Witchcraft. This is Ashley. And this is Allison. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're going to be covering the second part of the Wheel of the Year. And by we, I mean mostly Allison. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she has a lot of expertise in this area. So, yeah. So, welcome to part two. Um, today, we're going to talk about Midsummer. It's also called Litha, Llama, uh, Mabon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Samhain. Samhain, the big Woo. one. Woo. <laughs> okay. Um, just a quick thing of information. So Lamas, Mabon, and Samhain are the three harvest festivals of the Wheel of the Year. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this to Allison, who's going to rock the show today. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start with Litha or Litha. You can call it either one. It's going to be on Wednesday, June 24th in 2020. Um, it's the longest day of the year, the shortest night. Um, it's at the, midsummer. It's midsummer, yes. The god has reached his full peak of strength because he is represented by the sun. So, because it's the longest day, he's like at the top of his game. Um, it's a time when pagans connect with the god mostly, and it's celebration with fruits and vegetables and sort of a general celebration of life altogether celebration of the summer and the sun. yeah the summer um good time for picnics and stuff too mm-hmm. uh rituals can include getting up before the sun rises like watching the sunrise and sort of worshiping and having reverence for that um ritual outside all throughout the summer is a big deal but especially on this day um it's warmer outside anyway so yeah and fire there's a lot of symbolism in fire because it is the longest day of the year there is the most sunshine the most heat um yeah there also be like an abundance of things because during the summer there's always lots of like fresh fruits and vegetables and yeah things like that Mm-hmm. so going into a bit like where this falls within the story of the wheel of the year like last time we were talking about how yule is the birth of the god and then like following that with Imolk, um, he is, like, growing up, and so this would be the point in the story when, like, he is fully of age, like, the goddess is already impregnated at this point, and so she's starting to get more pregnant, um, and he's sort of, like, alongside of her, but it's sort of, as the harvest progresses in the story, it is, like, the god and the goddess become more mature and realize their responsibility as they get older, and so this is still kind of early in that process, but they are starting to realize their responsibility and use that, lose that sort of youthful, um, like carefree way about them. They're becoming like adults. Yeah. Yeah. During Litha, it's also a good time if you want to meditate outside. You could use like the sun's energy and warmth, like on your skin, as a good focus point. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. Tidbits. Yeah. I feel like a lot of witches do stuff at night, but this is the time of year really for celebrating the day and the light and everything that's magical about that. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier something about like abundance, you know, there's a lot of fruits and vegetables. It's also a good time to celebrate just the abundance that you have in your life, like with your friends and family or, you know, your home or your work life, just anything that you have, just being grateful for it. It's a time to, um, you know, just 
realize it and celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So going into Lamas, or um, some traditions might call it Lunisa. Lu is a name for the sun god, um, but Lamas is also an appropriate word for it. And it is the first of the three harvests. So there's like the flowers and fruits I think is like the first harvest and then there's like the grains and then the gourds are the last Mm -hmm. one like the gourds and the animals or something like that um but yeah this is um so it's the first harvest it's time for recognizing that summer is starting to come to an end it's August 1st in 2020 I think of this year in 2019 it was like August 1st or 2nd too yeah it always falls somewhere around early August um And so it's when the days are first starting to become shorter. So the God is starting to lose a little bit of his power. Um, Things are getting a little bit colder. It's, I mean, you can think of like the harvest as being sad because there is sort of a dying aspect about it, but it's really not supposed to be seen as a sad time. It's supposed to be as like reaping the reward of all the hard work of the summer and um, finally getting to like enjoy the fruits of your labor. Um, Like retirement. Yes, like retirement. Like the sun god is close to retirement and he's starting to enjoy being able to work from home and Mm -hmm. (laughs) get a paycheck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so at this point in the story, it's like, I guess since this is the first of the three harvests, this is when the god and the goddess are really starting to, like, be adults and fall into the more responsibility. But, like, yeah, at this point, the days are shortening, the god is lessening in power, And all that sounds really sad, but it's not supposed to be. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So rituals for this could involve keeping blessing seeds from the harvest. um, From, like, this year's harvest to use, like, mm -hmm. the next year. Yeah, sort of. It's kind of like anything you would, in a lot of pagan practices, like, anything you would normally do this time of the year to survive, like, in olden days, like, back when humans were very much, like, hunter-gatherer like pagans celebrate all those things in a ritual way that you would normally have needed to do to survive so like keeping the seeds harvesting the seeds and saving them to plant next year we don't need to do that anymore because we have grocery stores but by making it a ritual thing like we're still celebrating the year even though those aren't things that we like have to do per se um baking and eating bread is also really popular around this time too because a lot of times like people would harvest wheat and grains and stuff during this time of the year mm -hmm. so that could also be a ritual in itself especially if you're into like kitchen witchery Mm -hmm. you know the whole process of making food can be magical i mean you're taking these ingredients and you're putting them together and Mm -hmm. popping it in an oven and coming out with something you could eat yeah and you can add like especially for bread baking or like making cookies or anything you can add your own herbs into it to make it a little more like sacred and applicable to your practice like the high priestess that i practiced with back in chicago she also was um like had a degree in culinary arts and stuff like that so cooking was very much a part of her practice and we would make um, pentagram cookies sometimes Aww, and that's awesome. yeah and we I would put <laughs> like depending on what time of year it was and what rituals we were doing like we would put different herbs like rosemary in it and you wouldn't think that that would work but like the flavor so subtle but like the properties of the herb are still in it so you can use it to like celebrate that time of year by adding lavender or sage or whatever whatever you're feeling whatever is like also if you're doing spell work you know herbs that correspond with that um into your cooking and so especially this time of year using herbs sacred herbs in your cooking 
can be very good for your practice and making it powerful. I would say don't use essential oils in your food. <laughs> That's generally not something yeah, you should do. Yeah, unless you know it's an edible essential oil, like if yeah. it comes from sunflower seeds or almonds or something like that. But yeah. So this is also a good time of year to have a potluck with some of the harvest food. So if you have a group of friends who are into, you know, witchy pagan stuff, this could be fun. Everybody maybe like picks an herb that corresponds with this type of year and everybody brings some sort of dish coming around it. Like everybody draws an herb out of a hat and goes from there. Like you can really have a lot of fun with this. Mm-hmm. True, true. It's also a good time just to go outside and spend some time in nature before everything starts getting cold. <laughs> yes, very true. The last hurrah before it becomes... I mean, I guess depending on where you live, it becomes too cold to go outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So, moving on to Maybon. Maybon not. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. So, Maybon, um, also known as the fall equinox, falling around September 21st through 29th. Um, for both years. Yeah, for 2019 and 2020. Um kind of controversially named because Mabon is the name of a goddess that really has nothing to do with that time of year and so it's just kind of like it can be seen as like an appropriation thing so some pagans will call it just the fall equinox or fall celebration um but also lots of pagans still call it Mabon it's really whatever your preference is but yes it is the autumn equinox it is when the day and the night are again equal but this time the light's on the way out the dark is on the way in so it's flip-flopped um oh i want to say one thing real quick yes so uh quick like indoor i don't know tidbit so if it's an equinox that means the days are equal like the day and the night but if it's um Oh, crap. What's the word? A solstice? Yes. Thank you. If it's a solstice, that means either the day or the night is longer. Yes. Yes. So summer solstice, longest day, winter solstice, shortest day, longest night. And then for the equinoxes, it's 12 hours of day, 12 hours of night. But spring, the days are going to get longer. Fall, days are getting shorter. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. Moving. <laughs> now that we've got that um, technical technical thing out of the way. Yes. Yep. <laughs> So, um, in a lot of pagan practices, you'll hear reference to, like, the triple goddess, maiden mother crone, um, also represented by, like, the triple moon of waxing, full, and waning. So, this is a time when the goddess is moving into her crone phase. When she's a maiden in the early spring, she's not yet realized her responsibility. This also goes along with the story of the year. When she is full, she is pregnant. She is, like, coming into her motherhood, realizing responsibility. And when she's moving into her crone phase, she is getting older. And the focus is really on she has gained all her experience from her life. And now she is moving on to the phase of being the wise woman that people go to for advice and so she kind of knows a lot now she knows pretty much everything she's she is who people go to for advice um at this point in the year that god is near death the days are getting pretty short not as short as they're gonna get but getting close to that um it's a good time to practice gratitude and um give thanks for the waning sunlight and the summer days and prepare for the winter that's coming which you know if you're a winter person that can be a celebratory thing or if you're a summer person like myself it's kind of a sad time but also like preparing to get cozy and do what you need to do to make it through those months um it's a good time for wine and cider and apples and nuts all the um 
pumpkin spice stuff is yes. i mean the rest of the world is kind of celebrating this naturally too but it's <laughs> it's yes celebrating the fall um anything you want to add yeah. about that <laughs> so one of the things you could take away from Mavon is that everything in life is temporary and nothing lasts forever so in this term i'm talking about the sunlight and the warmth but it can always be reborn Mm-hmm. So this is also a good time, as it is the autumn equinox, to reflect on the balance that you have in your life. So maybe your balance between work and school, or a job and family, or religion, or spirituality, whatever it is. Um, just a good time to reflect on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is also another good time, since it's the second of the three harvests. It's good time to make breads, do kitchen witchery, and stuff like that. Um use a lot of cooking in your practice because that's really what this time of year is about like like I said before before we had grocery stores and things like that the existence of humanity was living the hunter-gatherer life and everything revolved around like where our next meal was coming from so that we could survive and raise our offspring and stuff so the ritual around the food and the harvesting of the food and the preparation and the preservation of it is all um like very important and worshipped in this process and so like yeah like I said even though it's not really necessary anymore it's still like a very worshipped thing and very important to our survival um yes all right should we go on to the most exciting one yes well not most exciting but pretty exciting I think it's pretty it's right up there with Beltane um (laughs) so we're gonna talk about Samhain now which is Halloween October 31st and yeah this is kind of a day when i feel like the witch if there's a little witch in everyone it comes out on this day um Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's the witch's new year it's the witch's new year it is um it is the time when like it's the time in the story when the god is dying so that's sad but also like death is a part of life and most pagans believe in reincarnation so it's not seen as something permanent and absolute um it's seen as you know yay he had such a great life and now he gets to die so he can be reborn again and just do it all over again and it's a beautiful sacred thing um it's also important that to know you know some people do see yule as the beginning of the year but other people see Samhain as like the witch's new year so some people I don't know there's some some people go with Samhain as the beginning of the wheel some people go with Yule with Yule oh my gosh Mm -hmm. (laughs) I tend to go with Yule but I don't know I do see Samhain as the witch's new year Mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of cultures right around this time of year celebrate like the day of the dead Halloween like it's it's a time of year for connecting with ancestors for like the veil is thinnest on this day that's sort of one of the major reasons that death is celebrated is because it's a time when like the veil between the worlds is thin so you are most likely to be able to like reach your deceased ancestors on this day and connect with them um do you want to go a bit into like rituals that you can do for this um yeah so well i guess you can this isn't really ritual but like in terms of things you could do during Samhain um, divination is at its clearest during this time, and that is because the veil is at its thinnest, and you're a little bit more like there's more clarity when it comes to psychic work and working with spirits and ancestors and things like that. So I would definitely recommend doing some divination during this. 
Um, path working is another great thing. Um, I, I can't remember if I've actually talked too much in depth about path working, but it is pretty much a guided meditation, but um, no, there's a little bit more to it than that. But yeah, um, if you want to do some rituals, it would probably involve something like honoring the deceased. So maybe if you have loved ones in your life that have passed on, um, some people do something that's called a dumb dinner. <laughs> <laughs> or a dumb sumper where is where you create a whole meal including the dessert and you will sit down at a table and you'll eat the dessert first but then afterwards you'll eat your food and you leave out a plate for the loved one that you're trying to connect with and the purpose of the the dinner is that you're completely silent the whole time to try to like open up a channel to be able to talk with your an- ancestor and kind of invite them back into spending that dinner with you um I've personally never done a dumb supper or dumb dinner, but when I read about it, I was like, hmm, that's kind of cool. So I don't might, I might try it out this year. Um, yeah, especially like I had a grandmother who loved to cook, so this could be something totally up her alley that I might want to connect with her with. But yeah, so anything with rituals, I would recommend trying to connect just with the ancestors, um, celebrating, you know, the death or rebirth cycle. Um, and definitely, definitely divination is a big thing right now. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. The thin veil. And even if you're not particularly fond of like scrying and divination, you can still feel this time of year. Like I know a lot of my friends who might not even be into pagan work, like tell me about how they have more like lucid dreams or their meditations are deeper this time of year, just because the thinning of the veil kind of impacts everyone in, in their own way. I know I definitely have more lucid dreams this time of year, especially about deceased loved ones. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like they're trying to reach out a little more and it's easier for them this time of year. Magic's also a little bit more potent during this time of year too because mm-hmm. the veil is thin. Yeah. And so this is also the third harvest, which is the gourds. So you see a lot of pumpkins this time of year. Pumpkin spice everything. Yeah, um, I'm yes. a pumpkin spice bitch. Oh my gosh, yes. I am a hoe for pumpkin spice. I love it. Yep. PSL <laughs> is all day. Yes. And because um, the days are getting shorter, further getting shorter, almost as short as they're going to get by the time you get to Yule. Um, lots of candles this time of year just for the sake of sort of keeping some light, even despite the god dying. Um, I think that, that one of the traditions, like the pagan traditions back in the day too, was that people would carve out pumpkins and put lights in them to help guide spirits along their journey to the afterworld. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now I mean, now it's turned into jack-o'-lanterns. So. <laughs> yeah, and there's also some lore behind like, wearing masks and costumes and things because I mean you generally shouldn't be afraid of your past on loved ones because they loved you when they were alive they still love you when they're dead they don't wish you any harm they're good benevolent spirits but um some traditions believe that there are like mischievous spirits that can come out this time of year too and if you're disguised then they won't recognize you and they won't come after you um so take that or leave it I don't know I generally don't believe i I believe that if there were spirits that were that dangerous, why would they give a crap about us? Um, but yeah, plus a Halloween mask from Spirit Halloween isn't gonna. I know. I'm like <laughs> my general philosophy, and those that I've practiced practiced with before have shared similar philosophies. That if there really is this all powerful demon from the other realm, and he has managed to make his way over to this side and wants to do harm why would he care about you in particular? But, um, yep. you know, I guess you never know. Depends on your practice and what you believe and teach their own. 
But. So, talking about harvest festivals, too, this was a time that back in the day before grocery stores were the thing, <laughs> people would have to slaughter their livestock. And, well, they would have to choose which of their livestock survives for the winter and that they're going to spend money and resources feeding to bring into the new year and which ones that they would want to kill so that they can survive during the summer and they would have the meat to last during the cold winter months. So there's a lot of death that goes on in this um, the Sabbath, but it is a lot of honoring that death because it is, you know, a hard choice for the people back in the day, like the farmers or the people who had this livestock, having to make that choice between their animals of which one lives and which one survives. And it was a sacred decision. It wasn't just something that was done like oh that one i guess you know but yeah so all right well i think that sums up the entire wheel of the year yeah so that's the whole story um let me see where we're at with time oh 20 minutes okay um so allison and i are going to do another episode um it's gonna just be on some random witchy things tidbits q a general things (laughs) yeah so if you have any questions that you want to ask um you know always you can ask me on uh twitter at seek witchcraft all one word um i've gotten some messages about some really interesting topics i don't know too much about but allison does know a lot of topics that i don't know too much about like crystals and astrology for example oh gosh don't ask me too many questions <laughs> i'll do my best though i'll share i'll share any little nuggets of information i have there we go yeah so if you guys have any questions um i would say try to get them into us as soon as possible and we will see you guys i don't know very soon yes thanks for listening all right thanks bye bye Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.